break it down, down like this. Yo, 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 welcome along everyone to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. This is episode number 102 and we are into our second workout of strides and tempos. That's right, we're doing a a four-week series of doing strides and tempos. So it's a bit of a bit of quality work with some some grind, some some grit. I think last week I taught called it craft and grit and that's really what we're trying to do we're trying to work on our craft with those strides fast short bursts of controlled running and then we're trying to work on that ability to go faster for longer with those tempo runs really working on that grit side of things now this week we are doing strides at the start and the end of the workout with a tempo run in the middle so that tempo run is 25 minutes at your one hour race pace or otherwise called lactate threshold you can jump on tempofit.org find the calculator on there and work out what that pace is for you Uh, So 25 minutes, but before that and after it, we'll do two 30-second strides. So two 30-second strides beforehand, then do the 25-minute tempo run, and then two 30-second strides afterwards. Now, you're going to jog for two minutes after each of those strides and also after the tempo run before you get into the last block of strides. So there we go. Nice little tempo stride sandwich with two times 30-second strides at the start tempo run for 25 minutes and then two times 30 seconds strides to finish all right why are we doing this particular workout well those two points that I, I, I alluded to at the start are really important around craft working on working on your craft and then getting into that, that grind and then working on your craft at, at the end. So those first couple of strides really set the tone. They set the tone in terms of the sorts of movements we want your body to be doing. So we want to be finding really good technique, using each of those 30 second efforts to hone in on some technique that we want to maintain when we're doing that slower uh, but lot much longer tempo run. So that really sets the tone. Then we get into the, the tempo run and this is about I, I wrote in my notes here, it's about building the engine. Then I then I crossed out building and it said it's actually refining the engine. So we're, we're building the engine when we're out just doing activities, you know, just time on feet. That's that's the aerobic activity that builds your, your body's ability to, to go further, really build builds that engine. When we start doing tempo runs, we're really refining the engine. We're getting it working at a higher intensity, a higher octane level and really being able to work efficiently at that level so the engine's built we're actually just just tuning things up a little so um, we're starting to get into that stage of looking more icing rather than rather than cake when we're doing this sort of workout then at the end we're tired after this 25 minute tempo run uh, we want to see if you can still run well, if you can still execute that great, great craft um, of running fast and controlled with great technique at the end of the session with those 30 second strides. So the first two set the tone, the last two really um, assert your ability to, to run well when you're tired. Then 
So how do we go about doing this workout? Well, those two-minute recovery jogs are very important, and they might seem quite long uh, with the strides when they're coupled with those strides. You're doing 30 seconds of effort, two minutes of downtime. That's really important in order to get your body fully fresh again before you do each one. Now, of course, at the end, you're going to have some residual fatigue built up in your in your legs um, for those final two strides. But those two minutes will just allow the body to, to refresh enough so that you've got enough um uh, enough immediate fuel to fuel you through that 30 second effort and you're not just sort of going really deep into the well that you're tired yes but you're running controlled so that's the first little point um secondly i'll just put in a reminder that strides are not sprints they are fast controlled bursts of running just below that sprint threshold most of the time if you're very experienced running fast maybe you're getting up into that sprint threshold but for the majority of us that in that controlled fast running zone that is great for working on good technique now the tempo run of course that's at your one hour race pace which we sometimes call lactate threshold, sometimes called functional uh, threshold. It's got lots of different lots of different names, but it's at that zone where energy systems start to change, where things get a little bit uncomfortable after a certain period of time. It's a really nice zone to sit in, as I talked about last week, because you're getting into having to rely on other energy sources, but not so much that you can't do it for a long extended period of time. So that's why we're trying to sit at that zone. So find that pace that's right for you. Use your GPS watch or your your track and really hone in on, on getting that pace dialed in and hitting good even splits. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, the thought for the week. This this week I'm 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 pondering something that is very relevant to me at the moment because we are here in New Zealand. We're going through a, a lockdown, um, which seems crazy. A year and a half after COVID started, we're still doing lockdowns, but this one has been a sudden surge of cases in, in New Zealand. So we've had to just um, lock everything down and it's given me a bit of chance to focus on some things that are going on with my body um namely my ongoing achilles issues but i've also been having a think of like what are the what are the baseline measurements for my fitness that really provide warning signals to say hey we need to pull back on the running or we need to go and see the physio or we need to do more um calf raises or foam rolling or stretching Uh, so I wanted to go through those baselines that exist for me and then put some ideas in in your mind for um, how you measure up to those baselines now they're not going to be equal the same numbers but you can definitely use the same movement um, to check where you're at now so I've broken these into three categories. So mobility, strength, and explosiveness um, might be called power, um, but explosiveness is probably a good way to, to describe it. So first of all, mobility. There's two things that I in particular look for. First of all, can I touch my toes? So with straight legs, uh, straight knees, uh, can I roll my spine over, reach down with my hands, and touch my toes? If I can't, it means I'm in a state of being a bit locked up of, you know, I've been a runner for 15 years. I know I don't have great hamstring flexibility and um, 
you know, I, I should be able, as a 40 year old male, I should be able to touch my toes if I'm looking after myself well. When I can't, it's a good sign that I need to stretch more. I need to warm up better before I get into running. Um, and so what I've actually been doing in lockdown is I've been, when I wake up in the morning, go for my usual morning run, I'm actually doing a workout where I'm doing press ups and squats and, you know, stuff that's not going to use my, um, my running muscles, especially the ones that I have a lot of trouble with, calves and Achilles, uh, but will warm my body up. And then I also do a whole bunch of, of dynamic stretches and drills to really, so I'm, I'm, I'm already sweating before I start running. And I find um, I'm measuring my my distance to my toes, how, how much stretch I've got. By the time I've finished that little workout, I'm getting my, my fingers to the ground, you know, several knuckles to, to the ground. Um, and then I'm good to go on my run. So that's the first little one. The other one that I use is whether I can get below parallel in a squat and feel good in that, that position, if I can hang out in that position for a while. So parallel, that's your, your thigh uh, getting parallel to the ground. So butt below knees is what we're looking for. Now, if I'm struggling with that, if I'm getting any knee pain, if I'm feeling like my knees are coming in, legs having to do some adjusting to sort of force myself into that position, it's a good sign there's some tightness going going on and that needs a bit of attention as well so being able to squat nice and low is is really good and and of course these are baseline metrics they're not sort of um they're red light warning sign metrics they're not like green line i'm hitting my best like ideally i want to be able to get to a point where my squat i can you know squat very deep on a single leg and i can squat with my butt going down almost to the ground maybe touching the ground coming back up without needing to use my hands for my that level that's awesome but there's a baseline that i don't want to slip below so this is all about those baselines okay let's move on to the strength side of things um so I've got three exercises here that I will um, go to regularly um, and they're a really good metric for, for me. Uh, everyone's going to be different and especially around the numbers. Now, first of all, a one minute plank. Can I hold a one minute plank without getting the shakes? If I can't, there's probably some core strength that I could be working on um, to build that intentionally. Um, so I can always you know, just do a one minute plank as a little bit of a test, okay, I need to up my game in that, that core work. Um, and then press-ups, I have been doing sets of 40 press-ups for as long as I started running. So when I was in, no, probably before that, actually, this goes way back, probably to my university days, um, where maybe even high school, Actually, yes, probably about the age of 15, I started doing 40 press-ups when I woke up in the morning, just roll out of bed and do them. Um, that's changed a little bit as I've got into my into my running. As I say, now I do them that little morning wake-up routine. But um, you, you know, for you, it's not going to be 40. Everyone's going to be different with this. Um, it might be five press-ups. It might be 15 press-ups from your knees. But And and look, it might not be press-ups. It might be overhead presses for you or like bent over rows or something. Some sort of gauge to show that you're not losing a lot of strength in your upper body. Because as runners, we can, can focus just on, you know, aerobic fitness and maybe leg strength and forget that we also do want to maintain a, a good base level of, of fitness and strength in our upper body. Um, 
last one is deadlift. So my the most I think I've ever done deadlifting is around 110, 120 kg. I've I've never really done a specific like let's get stronger with the deadlift phase but usually if I can pull 100 kg I know that I'm in pretty good shape in terms of that deadlift capability so that's a good one that I'll check in on probably only once every six months or something it's very rare that I actually start cranking that up but I know that if I'm doing say 60 70 80 kg deadlifts and they're becoming really challenging and I'm maxing out at one or two then there's a good sign look I need to do more deadlifts um, and hip thrust squats and all that stuff helps as well. So that's a lower leg, lower body um, strength exercise that is a good gauge for me. Of course, the numbers are going to be different for you, and maybe you use squats or leg press or something else to um, to check on your leg strength. Okay. On to explosiveness. So here I've got three metrics that I use. Um, that just provide that little red light, that little warning sign for me if I'm I'm losing some ability. So first of all, strides. And this is probably the big one. If I'm unable to run strides, it's a big question mark on how much running I should be doing. If I'm you, you know compensating for my lack of ability to run fast with lots of mileage. I'm just like, well, why am I doing the mileage? I'm doing more damage to my body when I should be getting my body back in a state where I can do proper running, where I can run fast. If you're not there, man, you should be doing cross training to make up for that mileage. You should be doing more uh, more rehab stuff to get the body back to where it needs to be. I really believe that. And you've got to have that, that baseline of being able to perform some sort of strides workout. So that's a good challenge and a very good reminder for myself. Um, skipping is, is another one. So whether I can just pick up a skipping rope any time of day and just bang out some, some skipping. So just that hopping, um, using that ankle uh, motion of just popping off the ground the good explosive isolated movement if I can do that any time of day then I know that I've got a good healthy functioning calf and Achilles um, and finally some sort of jumping so I've put in my notes here that the skyrocket drill is there's lots of different names for this one but it's sort of like the a skip but you're really trying to pop as high as you possibly can um, maybe it's bounding for some people um, I find bounding a little bit further up the spectrum um, in terms of of explosiveness off the ground but if you can do some sort of jumping without too much oh this is going to pop something um, then that's a good baseline metric okay we're good to go we can jump <laughs> all right so hopefully that's given you a few ideas on how to set some baselines set some little warning lights on your own physiology and how to pick out those times when you need to pull back the mileage pull back on the workouts and go and see your physio Alright, another episode done and dusted, another workout in the bag, well for you guys it's heading out the door and getting this one done, 2 times 30 seconds strides at the start, a 25 minute grind it out tempo run in the middle and then 2 times 30 seconds strides at the end, have fun everyone, happy running, ciao!